What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader. And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organizations, exploring future fit leadership and organizational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, executive coach, senior advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organization and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leading by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my guest today, Bennett Bath, Managing Director of Respond, which drives the strategic development and implementation of the BMW Foundation's work. So welcome, Bennett. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Hi, Giles. Thanks for having me. Um, so we're going to dive straight in by exploring a bit about Respond, um, its passion, its purpose, and its its reason for being in the world. Perhaps you can start there, Bennett. Sure, happy to. So Respond is a program that was initiated by the BMW Foundation uh, about three years ago. And while the BMW Foundation's mission overall is to inspire responsive leadership, and I'm happy to talk more about this in a moment, the mission of Respond really is to um, bring that, that sentiment of responsive leadership to the startup and innovation ecosystem. So our work focuses on working with entrepreneurs uh, and innovators across the globe to help them accelerate sustainable business models and drive their innovation to scale. Okay, well, very topical. Um, and of course, entrepreneurs have, have many challenges, don't they? Because they're sort of starting off businesses. And in, in some way, they're actually in the current business paradigm, which is probably very far from regenerative and responsible. And yet you're then having to try and equip them to work within the current paradigm, yet actually become more responsible and regenerative. So how do you, what's the challenge there? How, 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 does, that, how does that work? Right, I think, I think you nailed it already, Charles. The, the startup and innovation ecosystem is still very much um, hanging on to a paradigm that I believe is uh, outdated and it's not going to serve us in uh, addressing climate change or even addressing the, the, the climate emergency as we have it now. Um, the entrepreneurs that we work with by order of selection into the program are sort of by nature already addressing uh, impact through their core business model. So we already make sure that through this election process, all of the entrepreneurs that we work with are pretty much um, aligned in their understanding that using business as a force for good is actually what they set out to and want to do. So we have the very intentional founders on board. The challenge really is to help them scale in an ecosystem or in a startup environment, which is not very accustomed to dealing with things like purpose or things like um, the regenerative value perhaps of your business when it comes down to metrics, when it comes down to investments, when it comes down to partnerships. Uh, in that sense, the mindset in the, in the startup ecosystem is still very much hanging on to those old definitions. Um, and that makes it super hard and extra challenging for those entrepreneurs with an impact. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, there's a few uh, challenges here. There's obviously a challenge for the entrepreneurs. But first, before we go to the entrepreneurs and their own journey, um, there's obviously, you know, the context that they're in is changing. You know, I mean, obviously, you've got the BMW Foundation, you've got yourselves who respond, um, who are 
already adapting to the need for more regenerative and more responsible um, uh, businesses. Uh, are you noticing that also in the investment community and in the metrics and so forth? So some of those challenges that you you see, are some of them starting to change? Oh, definitely. So what we observe a lot is that on the, let's say, first order of business, um, the awareness about uh, climate change, about cutting carbon emissions, about taking care of our biodiversity across the globe, I think the general awareness has made its way into, into the ecosystem quite solidly. The question for me is how much of this awareness really trickles down into changed processes, changed understanding, changed strategies that you need in order to address things meaningfully. And I can give you a very concrete example, Giles. Um, for example, the, the amount of capital that nowadays is available for entrepreneurs in the clean tech or green tech space is just, uh, it's just massive. So, so many new funds have started investing in the space, yet there's very few funds that really changed the way they operate and the way they approach an investment. So what we see is that we're replicating the venture capital model as we've known it for many years and now applying it in the same way, the same structure, the same time horizons, the same return expectations to climate uh, challenges. And to me, that is simply not going to cut it. I think we need to really rethink and redesign the strategies and the processes behind all of this if we want to do uh, if we want to have a meaningful impact and so the answer is yes i do see changes happening but i think there needs to be a much more profound sort of transformation of the entire ecosystem for this to happen and this is exactly where we're trying to tap into with respond right so next to working with the entrepreneurs and supporting them with everything they need to scale their business and develop their leadership skills. We also have a couple of work streams that focus, for example, on investors and working with them and transforming their ways of um, operating and investing. We have a work stream that is uh, bringing together experts from across the globe to talk about um, what is actually a regenerative business, how does it look like, well, how does it work, what are the KPIs that tie into that. Etc. So we really try to work on the entire ecosystem simultaneously um, because we, we do understand it's an uphill battle for the entrepreneurs and we need to pull different levers at the same time. Yeah, well, this is music to my ears. I mean, great work. Um, well, I, 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 hats off. It's not easy because um, you're, you're then tackling the whole system change. And as Donna Nella Meadows and many other system thinkers have said, that's where the biggest leverage is. But of course, the reason why people stay away from it because it's easier to focus in on 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 discrete um, symptoms and totally, it's yeah. interesting how you say you know the money's moved you know because that used to be the big challenge oh we've got to move the money so the money's moving but the mechanisms behind the money the mindset behind the money is still the same so now we're no matter how we get through this we have to attend to the mindset to the level of consciousness and that's Fascinating. So if we now look at the mindset shift required actually in the entrepreneur themselves. Now, of course, you're, you know, you're taking people through and the rich work you do actually provides a, a leadership journey for them, as well as equipping them with the sort of normal tools that you need for setting up a, a business and so forth. Can you speak a little bit about the, the leadership journey aspect that you take entrepreneurs through to help them equip them to this um, new operating model that we need to work with? Of course, totally. Um, so when Response started about three and a half years ago, 
we basically started off the hypothesis that leadership would be one of the most powerful levers for the success of a business and particularly an impact business um, or a regenerative business model, if you will. And this is how we started at the BMW Foundation to build a program that is very much, as you say, Charles, trying to support the entrepreneurs with everything they need to scale their business, but also takes them through a very structured leadership journey that is designed for them to develop their leadership skills. Now, in the language of the BMW Foundation, we like to refer to responsible leadership, which is not necessarily something that follows a very strict definition, but is something that uh, you can sense and you can see when it happens in the world. So the way we go about this in the accelerator program with the entrepreneurs that, by the way, join the program from across the globe. So in this year, for example, we have startups from Chile all the way to Hong Kong participating in the program. The way we take them through this journey is through four very specific chapters in which we place a different focus um, for each of them. So the first chapter will be called opportunity. And it very much looks at um, the opportunity of being an impact-driven entrepreneur at this point in time, the opportunity of using business as a force for good, the opportunity of making revenues follow the purpose and not the other way around, and really explore what it means to uh, set out the mindset for the entrepreneurs to, to be ready and to be willing and able to embrace all these opportunities. So it, it very much uh, is designed to start on a high note for, for the entrepreneurs in that first chapter. Now in the second chapter, we focus on the challenges. The, the statistics are there that for entrepreneurs and particularly impact-driven entrepreneurs, it is just so much more challenging mentally uh, to build um, to build their business because they're not only catering to their own employees and to sort of the, the, the profit orientation of the business, but they're also catering to a social or environmental cause that if you're not going to solve it, it's nobody's going to do it, right? So th there is a, a, a whole lot of pressure associated to these entrepreneurs. And in that second chapter, we look at, for example, mental health. What are the signs of mental distress? How can you make sure you have your support systems in place and read the signs as they come up. And the way we do this is by, on the one hand, bringing in external coaches, very much like yourself, Charles, to those entrepreneurs to talk about their experience and their insight in those areas. But we also provide a lot of, uh, let's say, facilitated space for the entrepreneurs to, within their peer groups, discuss and exchange around how they're addressing these things. In the third chapter of our responsible leadership journey, we talk about scale. So what is the mindset? What are the leadership skills that are required for you as an entrepreneur and your business to reach scale? And here we very much talk about the right organizational structures, for example, the mindset of you know, shifting the mindset literally from starting your business um, in the, in the garage perhaps with your co-founder and then taking it to 30 employees or 50 or 100, uh, it's just gonna require such a different mindset and such a different um, set of uh, skills and leadership skills that being very much aware of what is required from you in that period of time is essential. And that's exactly what we focus on in that, in that third chapter. And finally, the fourth chapter is called Perspective. And it's called because we're, we're 
a shifting perspective, literally, from what is happening inside of you as an entrepreneur, what is happening inside of your business, and really looking outwards, trying to arrive at an understanding that your impact business or your startup is not going to change the world by itself. You will need to find allies. You will need to work with uh, perhaps the most annoying and unlikely allies. Uh, you will have to talk to those that still haven't understood why we're looking at a climate emergency or why we're looking at increased um, sort of injustice in the world and we need to address this. So here the challenge really is how can we embrace those difficult conversations? How can we make room in ourselves and in our schedules literally to have conversations of which we know there is no immediate business impact. There is no immediate outcome. There is no immediate goal that is tied to this conversation, but it is important to move the needle on a global scale towards um, literally a movement of people coming together and trying to, to achieve impact. That's very interesting because, of course, uh, you know, the traditional sort of um, Silicon Valley kind of iconic um, entrepreneur is, you know, cut and thrust, has to focus on um, what's immediately coming up and, and, and work with that and really focus on the outcomes. And yes, uh, we need that. So it's not about actually saying that's wrong. We need some of that. But we to use sort of adult developmental psychology language, we need to transcend and include that. We need to have that in our repertoire, but we need to have more than that. Um, and, and what I'm hearing here is the capacity, the patience, the courage um, to work with the system to actually see the system and the interrelationships and realize that the seeds that you're planting or the way that you're flowing through the system has repercussions. And it may not have immediate repercussions, but that, that there will be consequences that will then lead to other benefits. So rather than seeing things sort of transactionally in a very narrow, short-term focus, you're encouraging people to open up. However, they still need to be able to sense um, where am I Am I wasting my time and energy? I've only got a certain amount of time and energy. Growing a business is, is very demanding. Um, so you've got to have a level of discernment, essentially. You know, it's really important to have that level of discernment to sense um, what's going on. And to bring in regenerative in here, you know, uh, regenerative, uh, um, you know, we've, we've had conversations about this before, Bennett. Um, regenerative is, you know, a continuous, ongoing um, learning, developing, allowing us to become more human, in a more than human world and, and tuning with the systems around us. So all the time it's a deepening understanding of the systems that we're operating in. So it's a sensing and responding capacity, ability to be able to sense, uh, to work with intuition. Um, you know, uh, is there anything in your program that explores sort of other ways of knowing rather than just sort of rationally analyzing, actually sort of being able to sense the system and being able to work out, you know, is this actually useful for me to be spending more time in, even though it's challenging, um, rather than actually that is probably a bit of a dead end. Yeah, Charles, I mean, I would certainly hope so. <laughs> I think, um, so a lot of our work and our intention in, in crafting this program, crafting this journey for the entrepreneurs, is literally to create space to reflect and think and sense what is there. Now, I think many of the concepts uh, that, that you were mentioning just now are very much advanced for someone who's entering an accelerator program with a startup and a team that they have to feed, et cetera, and everything, everything on their back, literally, um, that 
we find even the smallest interventions, such as creating an hour of time where we perhaps start with an active listening exercise and um, sends into the different emotions and sensations that are in the room is already making such a leap in the experience for the entrepreneurs that uh, I, I do certainly hope and, and I believe it is, it is true that we do make a difference in the understanding of the entrepreneurs for what the systems are that they're uh, in and how they experience them. Now, some of the sessions that, that we provide very specifically address some of the elements that, that you were mentioning. So for example, we uh, spend quite a lot of time with the entrepreneurs to look at systems and helping them work through the systems that they're in as an entrepreneur with their business, but also understand the system that they are themselves literally as human beings, right? The different um, emotions, also the different kinds of roles that you may play during the day being an entrepreneur, but perhaps being also um, a mother of a child or, or the father of, of a family in that, in that sense. And balancing out those things that in many ways can be you know, very tiring and very challenging for, for entrepreneurs to juggle, making room for these things to talk about it, to sense it, to hear from others how they feel about it, to consider new ways perhaps for you to go about some of those challenges such as meditation sessions or um, going out for walks in nature. These are all kinds of tools that we're trying to provide to the entrepreneurs that by the way are very tools oriented. So you will always want to give the entrepreneur something they can apply right away because this is in the end of the day still a mindset that they're sort of super focused and trained to, to adhere to. Um, but yeah, we, we try to give those tools and, and just make space to experience this. And what we've been seeing now over the last three cohorts that Respond has, has operated, we see that there is an incredible personal transformation happening in the entrepreneurs. There's an incredible leadership journey that, that only starts within the timeframe of the program. And there is also an extraordinary sense of community that emerges from, from this kind of work because people start uh, to be less transactional. It's not like you're going to a conference presenting yourself with, hey, I'm doing a business, but you're going to a conference saying, hey, my name is Bennett um, and this is me. So there is, a, there is an extraordinary sense of uh, community emerging from it, a community that is very supportive, that is built on trust because people have had the opportunity to be vulnerable towards one another, um, have had the opportunity to deeply listen towards one another. So we're seeing that actually this element of community is sort of becoming the, the very fertile ground for us to do much more work on that basis because we can you know, bring in so many different experiences and so many diverse perspectives, if you will, that the experience for everyone joining the Respond program literally just gets better and better over the years because the community grows. Yeah, well, I, I'd, I'd vouch for that too. I mean, the experience I've had with the community, you can see how they are thriving, they're learning, they're being challenged in ways that a normal, uh, inverted commas, or traditional um, uh, program, accelerator program wouldn't do. So I, you know, take my hats off to what you're developing here. It really is exceptional. Thank you. And uh, very lucky for the people who are, who are, 
um, engaging in it. Now, just to build on this continuous learning before we then pivot to you as a leader and your own learning, um, you know, it's very interesting. You talk about you know learning about ourselves all the time. We're learning about the system all the time. We're deepening. It's almost like peeling back layers of the onion all the time. It's a continuous, um, endless journey, um, which um, often sometimes when we're on it, we're thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, I preferred life when I wasn't on the journey because life was sort of simpler in some ways. But of course, once you're on that journey of consciousness, of responsible leadership, you can't get off it because, of course, you want to go further and further. You, you see more of life, you see more of yourself and, uh, and you become more human. Uh, but this sort of working with the self, working with the team um, within, within the entrepreneur, working with the system, this continuous learning you know that holding space that you're providing for is really important in that and it's so difficult for people to get that because of course you know people want learning objectives and pedagogy and and so and outcomes whereas actually what you're saying is holding space for emergence for people to just learn to sense more into the experience of of sharing and learning is uh, the magic here yeah absolutely um I absolutely agree to this, Charles. And this is also the reason why we had a very challenging time during COVID. Obviously, we had to you know, pivot and, and take the program online, which wasn't intended to be online in the first place. But in all three cohorts now, we very deliberately decided to keep one in-person touchpoint. And this is an event called the Responsible Leadership Days. And it's typically a mix of the entrepreneurs participating in the accelerator program, uh, a handful of investors, a handful of corporate transformers, a handful of uh, public sector people. So literally very diverse perspectives, but a shared interest in the space of sustainability and innovation. This is an event that, that we run at the moment once a year um, for three and a half days. And it's, if you will, a very central part of our responsible leadership journey for the entrepreneurs, but it's also a tiny journey sort of in itself um, with the flow that is designed to just, you know, hold that space and leverage the power of the community that is there to provide the fertile ground for everyone to be super vulnerable, super, um, how should I say, truthful to themselves, uh, if you will, in, in a way that they're just able to show up the, as the person they are with whatever emotions they have in that in that time so making that space uh, opening that space and holding it facilitating it is i think a core competency of of the bmw foundation this is what the foundation has been doing for the past 50 years um, and has i think now arrived at a level where we can say it's an, an art of hosting almost yes um, to make sure you you provide the space for for the transformation to happen yeah well that is a true gift um it, it really is more than than people think i've i've been exploring over my um 25 years in business how just holding this space and allowing that truth to come through that authenticity to come through has such profound effects if only the um the initial effect being one of sort of um increased efficiency and effectiveness which of course sometimes appeals to the the business mind then you know harvard business school studies now show us that the single biggest inefficiency we're having in our organizations today is that we are holding back who we truly are we are managing others expect uh, uh, expectations of ourselves we're continuously presenting a certain view of ourselves and then having to 
redesign in creativity and innovation, the very things that would naturally come from us if we were more human. And what you're doing is you're getting back to that. You're, get, um, you're dealing with things at the root in a radical way by encouraging that authenticity to come through in the leaders. We'll then create that in their organizations, a more human culture. And of course, the brilliance will be unlocked um, in that living system. So it will naturally become more regenerative, more future fit, more able to cope with the increasingly volatile times ahead. So the knock-on repercussions of that are exponential. Um, so now I'd like to turn to you, if I may, uh, Bennett. Of course. Um, this is obviously challenging for you. This work is, um, and you're right in the heart of it in many ways. You have to walk uh, the talk as well. Um, how have you found this um, this sort of holding space, being more vulnerable and so forth? You know, What's the challenge for you, Bennett? Well, it's, it is a challenge because it requires a lot of emotional work, right? So you, you I mean, I, I guess you your question is referring to me personally, so I'll use I instead of you in the general terms. For me personally, it requires a lot of work to sort of balance my emotional household. So for example, this responsible leadership event of three and a half days that I was mentioning earlier just happened a few weeks ago. And for so many days afterwards, I felt like an, I had an emotional hangover almost because it requires a level of openness, a level of vulnerability that um, really goes to the core of your personality and your sort of emotional household that for a few days afterwards, I really needed just time to process all the things that came up even within me while I was in the role of just hosting and holding the space literally. So um, those are very you know powerful, powerful experiences and powerful exercises and for me personally it is incredibly important to find the right sort of balancing um, dynamics in my day-to-day -day life uh, i wouldn't consider myself an overly spiritual person even though my family is very much spiritual i would rather refer to myself as someone being very much connected to nature so nature is my number one go to resource to to recharge my batteries um, the mountains obviously obviously here close to munich are a great place to go but my true passion where i lost my heart is in the atlantic ocean off the coast of portugal as an avid surfer myself i um, just feel this connection to the ocean that is that carries such a power and such an energy which is refreshing and recharging my batteries and in, in an instant and that's uh, that's great. That is my go-to place. Um, obviously, living in Munich, this is not something I get to do every day. So my my day-to-day go-tos are sports, uh, refreshes my mind very much. Meditation works in 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 during certain periods. So there's periods in my life where meditation works really well. I'm able to sit down for some time and hold the silence. And then there's other times in my life where I'm you know, just too full of energy and I need to get rid of that excess energy. Uh, those are the times where I opt for a run. But I guess in the effect of both actually is very similar um, for me and, and the way my I'm, I'm able to reset my emotional sort of household and create space for, for the work that needs to be done, which I think is very much in service of, of the entrepreneurs we work with, of, of, a, of the human rather than just a business or a a idea it's it's really about the humans that we work with and that's 
that's powerful. Yes. And what I'm hearing there is, you, you know, this emotional household you talk about, you know, it's creating the, the right context, the scaffolding, the, the space for your own um, development in different ways. Um, so you've got a diverse, um, eclectic mix that you can um, pull upon, but also then having the capacity, the discernment again, to notice in your own self during the day, oh, I need to have a quick break now, or I need to um, be conscious when I'm having this quick glass of water when I'm presenting, whatever it is, just to keep yourself clear and in the zone. And this lovely image I have in my mind of you surfing, um, you know, what a powerful metaphor surfing is, you know, working with tensions, your day, I know is full of tensions, any leader, um, anyone delivering uh, change in any business these days, all sorts of tensions. And in a way, we're learning to surf those tensions rather than allowing the tensions to start pulling us apart. How out of that tension comes the crucible for evolution for a, a deeper way of thinking, which of course, really is the essence of regeneration. Uh, your beautiful soul, it's really um, lovely talking with you. Thank you um, for the work that you do. Um, um, hats off to the BMW Foundation and to the Respond program um, for what you're delivering to the world, which is essentially seeds of the future. Any final comments, um, Bennett, before we um, finish off? Well, thanks, Charles, for, for having me, really. A wonderful conversation with you, as, as usual. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll leave you with that lovely image of myself surfing and this is what I'll do uh, myself now. I'll surf in my mind for a bit after this conversation. Thanks so much for having me. For more on Leading by Nature, you can follow me, Giles Hutchins, on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business. Also, watch out for my latest book, Leading by Nature, The Process of Becoming a Regenerative Leader. Mm -hmm.